The Cotton Candy Clouds podcast word of the day is Nephilipata. N-E-F-E-L-I-B-A-T-A. Nephilipata. A word of Portuguese origin, meaning a person who lives in their imagination and dreams. Someone lost in their thoughts and ideas, being a wanderer of their own mind. Cloudwalker. You're now tuned in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. Hello, thank you for coming on back or welcome to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. I am Fee. I'm happy and delighted you're here with me. Quote of the day is... The aim is to balance the terror of being alive with the wonder of being alive. The aim is to balance the terror of being alive with the wonder of being alive. That's a quote by Carlos Castaneda, a Hispanic American who in 1975 was described by Time magazine as an enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a tortilla. You know... It's September, the last week in September. We're officially, the Northwestern Hemisphere is officially in the autumn season, or as some like to call it, fall. And what I like to call it is spooky season, which is the intro to being weirded out, scared out of your wits, or just a fun, quirky, uh, spooktastic vibe you get what I'm trying to say hopefully but I think for me as someone who enjoys that genre of spook horror um mystery thrill all that kind of stuff in my reading and uh viewing ship I think I made a mistake (laughs) because what had happened was is as I do I was going down different rabbit holes of information and I slipped up (laughs) and and it was a bookmark that I had on Twitter and it was about a cult. I have an interest in cults for many different reasons, mainly on a sociological perspective of like, wow, people really can gather in a mass to do these things and 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 you know so much so that they can unalive themselves or murder others and so I just that intrigue that's one level that intrigues me anyway so I went down this dark rabbit hole should not have done it a little too spooktastic for me um because sometimes I what happens is I just do too much at one time in, in one sitting and I'm not you know it's almost like um, what is, what is the seven deadly sins? What's the one? The greed, the sloth. Hold on. Um, Lord, I'm missing the, the word God, but in, I'm, I'm basically, you know, just put, what's, what is the word? Hold on. Let me try. <laughs> Cause I gotta figure it out for real though. Cause it's like, Hold on, because this is serious. 
And for some reason, I can see the visual of it from the gluttony. God dog it, gluttony. Okay, because I could see the visual in the movie seven, like of the guy, but I couldn't get what it was. Anyway, so gluttony. So I'm kind of a glutton for this stuff. And what happens is I'm I'm just doing too much of it. And so cults, you know, there's different levels of cults. They're all cults, of course, are all horrible. But um I I I went too far and I got to some cults where it just things started getting a little too heavy for me. And now I don't know what to do because instead of like, <laughs> you know, like putting that up and saying, you know what, let me just watch Finding Nemo or something. I messed up and moved to another um, site and then start doing some deep, dark diving in there. And they were just giving facts and I'm looking up these people. I said, Lord, I got to stop. I I can't. I don't know. So. To make a long story short, after that, I went to another site. Now, why I was, I was like, you know, the universe balances it out. You find what you need when you need to find it, right? So, I got on Tumblr. I know. Where is my life? I got on Tumblr and I happened to run into a thread that was talking about cults, which literally I had just escaped. No pun intended, Lord. And so, but I ran into um, what is called the Bite Model, okay? Stephen Hansen's cult expert and former cult member himself has created this Bite Model, B-I-T-E Model. Bite stands for Behavior Control, Information Control, Thought Control, and Emotional Control. And this is what he considers the best method to determine if a group is a cult, in his opinion. Okay. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to, this is pretty juicy. Um, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to list it out what these different topics entail. So let's start with behavior control. Okay. It, and this is how you identify if you're in a cult starting with behavior control, it promotes dependence and obedience you modify your behavior with rewards and punishments, dictates where and with whom you live, restricts or controls sexuality, controls clothing and hairstyle, regulate what and how much you eat and drink, deprive you of seven to nine hours of sleep, exploit you financially, restrict leisure time and activities, require you to seek permission for major decisions. That's the behavior control aspect of BITE. The information control, deliberately withhold and distort information, forbid you from speaking with ex-members and critics, discourage access to non-cult sources of information, divide information into insider versus outsider doctrine, generating use propaganda extensively. We know about that. Use information gained in confession sessions against you gaslighting to make you doubt your own memory require you to report thoughts feelings and activities to superiors encourage you to spy and report on others quote-unquote misconduct that's information control that's the eye of bite thought control instill black versus white us versus them good versus evil thinking you have to change your identity possibly even your name you use loaded language 
and cliches, cliches, Lord have mercy, excuse me, use loaded language and cliches to stop complex thought, induce hypnotic or trans states to indoctrinate, teach thought stopping techniques to prevent critical thoughts, allow only positive thoughts, use excessive meditation, singing, prayer, or chanting to block thoughts. Reject rational analysis, critical thinking, and doubt. That is the T in bite. And lastly, emotional control. Instill irrational fears of questioning or leaving the group. Label some emotions as evil, worldly, sinful, or wrong. Teach emotion-stopping techniques to prevent anger, homesickness. Promote feelings of guilt, shame, two I've talked about, and unworthiness. Shower you with praise and attention. Love bombing is in the quotations. Threaten your family and friends. Shun you if you disobey or disbelieve. And lastly, teach that there is no happiness or peace outside of the group. That's the E of bite. And, um, yeah, so, you know, that is the bite method that determines if a group is a cult. Um, quite frankly, that sounds very familiar. I can think of about 50 different organizations and locations and and such um, that uphold that. You know what's funny about cults, as far as I can tell, and this is something that is is a question I have for different parts of society or different types of groups and all this kind of stuff is why could there never be a cult for good? Never heard of it before. Never heard of a cult that gathered in the masses in an, in an angry mob to clean up the streets. Never heard of a cult that of of people who somehow knew how to build homes randomly in the woods or something and gave those homes to homeless people on the streets. Never heard of a cult that in mass had a big old cookout on the block, blocked cars from coming down the roads because they were feeding so many people for free and giving out free food. Never heard of those cults. Could have them, by the way. We could, but we don't. And that's that for me, that for me, but then would it be a cult based off that bite method? Would, would a cult that helps people be doing those things? I know a, a one, I know a few cults that have a front as if they're helping people. But again, with the bike method, they wouldn't be considered, they're still considered a cult versus, you know, one that's really trying to kumbaya for the mass. You know, there's, I, I never known of a cult that said, you know, we're going to do, we're going to rise up and find every uh, man and woman who is messing with children in any capacity. And we're going to make sure they go to jail or, or shoot them in the head. Or something. You know, I don't. 
I don't understand. I just don't understand where those cults, but it's just like, as soon as somebody comes up with the idea to make a cult, it's always these horrendous things that they're doing within this. And I've, I've watched a many and too many, as you, I just told you, but I've watched many a documentary and read many article about these different cults and they just are so shitty. And it's like, what in the world? I mean, because to me, I'm thinking about the power aspect of it all. I'm like, okay, you somehow, and I shouldn't say somehow, cause there are ways to do it. There are methods to do it, but you have gathered people. You have used some form of power to do this. And yet, and yet, instead of planting gardens and rain and creating some mass rainforest to heal the earth, you are here telling people what they can't do, what they should do, and what they can't do. And I just, for me, you know, it's just like sometimes I do wonder about people who have power because I'm like, it's so powerful to have power, you know? And it's like, why does it always have to be for bad usually you know when people have this this insane amount of power um but yeah that's what happened to me that was my intro to spooky season unfortunately and now I'm gonna have to figure out a way I think I got some good ideas of how to kind of purify and purge my mind um and believe it or not watching a slasher film could help as well I know that sounds backwards but a, a stone cold specified horror movie really can wash away and cleanse me you know what I mean but I think I'm going to take another route probably do like some YouTube deep dives on Disney or something the good side of that or something because it's just (laughs) really messed up but and I think it all stemmed from earlier this week I was down another rabbit hole and this one was mine. This one came from the depths of me because what happened was sometimes I just had this thing where I'm thinking about something and I'm like, why am I? It is random, but it keeps like coming and popping in my head. Right. And sometimes, well, more than sometimes often when I'm thinking about it, the moment I'm thinking about it or the time frame that I'm thinking about it aligns with when it really happened. And it's so weird. Or I could be watching something. I decide to watch something randomly. And literally it'll be like, you know, on this day, it happened. And it'll be that day of this year. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just a prisoner of my mind. And so I have to (laughs) search it up. And so that happened early this week. And the topic was, well, actually, initially the topic was, the prohibition to me i'm gonna be honest with you guys i know you're like girl why but to me comma to me comma the prohibition to me is just so <laughs> fascinating i mean i learned it i i don't even know if they teach the prohibition anymore in schools i'm, I'm out of touch and i need to be in touch but i'm out of touch but I remember when I was young, I don't even know what grade level that was. I We learned briefly, whatever we did, learn about the prohibition. And it just fascinated me and it never left me because the origins, because of the origin story, because of the idea, I guess, of just adults somehow 
really being, you know what I'm saying, not being able to drink alcohol. That's crazy. I mean, think about it. You know what I'm saying? So, but what I didn't remember, Lord, is how long the thing lasted. Now, technically, it lasted from 1920 to 1933, right? But the original... I think the first amendment or whatever it was laid out on the law was in 1917. So technically speaking from 1917 to 1933 ish, <laughs> the United States was not, it was illegal to serve, to, to serve it, manufacture it, distribute it, whatever, libations alcohol the spirits like what i for me you know and again i just had to go i had to go basically back down that hole about the prohibition because i was just again it was on my heart but also i was just like let me make sure the facts that i have in my brain are accurate now here's the thing so <laughs> here's how when I say it before, when I'm thinking about something or something to line. So I was like, you know, as I'm doing my researches and reading, because sometimes you can get caught up in this one article or whatever. Right. So I asked myself, I said, so what in the hell even stopped the damn thing? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like this was crazy. This was crazy because I couldn't even imagine this happening <laughs> today. I'm sorry. This is just crazy. So sure enough, the Great Depression is the is what actually, I guess people were just so depressed greatly that they were like, enough is enough. We got to start drinking. If we can't have no money, we can't have no bread, we got to have that grain. And yeah, pretty much, I think it was like 19... I want to say 30 or 1929, I think, where people were like, hey, this this is too much. And he, and finally, that's when the, the ball got running. Because, you know, you can't just change a law within a day. And, it, and by the time it was 1933, it ended. But the Great Depression, I looked at it those dates, and the Great Depression began September, okay, 19... 29 and I was like that's funny so then I started reading about just a wiki re reading about the great depression we know about it I guess I mean I'm a millennial so I feel like I've lived I've lived through about 47 great depressions but as I was reading it was like okay you know the stock messed up and so the economy was depressed and then everything got crazy. But I was thinking to myself, like, when you really read about the definition of like what a depression is, I'm like, we're in a depression right now. <laughs> like literally we're depressed. And the only reason why technically it's not some kind of a major headline is because number one, they definitely don't want to be admitting that all daily willy. But number two, the stock market is still barely holding on. And now that's because of globalization and it's set up you know each economy worldwide well not I shouldn't say each but most of the worldwide economy is set up so that 
some, you know, it wouldn't be that great. But technically speaking, if we're basing it off the people in the United States, we are in a great depression. And I was like, wow, September 1929, you know what I'm saying? And that was the year, I guess they was like, we got to get some lit. You know what I'm saying? We got to get some libations because we can't do this while we're doing this. But, um, and so that, you know, then the Great Depression was another 10 years. And I was just like, these, you know, it's history, boy. I tell you, first of all, you know, and with those things, (laughs) I just was like, wow, the importance of an education. These babies, they got to know how to read. And then I was like, they don't though. And then I was thinking about, the fact that they're asking people to pay back their student loans starting October 1st. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder has anybody ever thought about the fact that everybody doesn't have to pay them back in mass if they don't want to. I feel like I've said in mass so many times today. Um, But yeah, that's that's where fee has been. <laughs> that was my mind. Um, And it's so great that you're here with me listening. So Crystal of the Month. Is smoky quartz. It is a brownish grayish color, and it's a variety of quartz. And the the color comes from the natural radiation triggered by aluminum impurities within its crystal line. Okay, and it's found in many different regions around the world. It is a grounding stone that clears the mind to incite focus, determination, and pragmatism. And it works. It does. Works too good. So if you're not ready to focus and you're not ready to apply that focus, you know, don't put that down. Put the smoky course down. Okay. Incense of the month. We could all use it. We need it. It's white sage. It purifies spaces and sacred spaces and ritual tools. It promotes wisdom, clarity, and enhances intuition. It can help in healing the mind, body, and soul. And it also deodorizes as well. So, book of the month is 14,000 Things. Hold on. Y'all, I'm trying to get the book, Lord. That was great. Uh, 14,000 Things to Be Happy About by Barbara Ann Kipfer. I'm going to real quickly read off a few of them. Okay, so 14,000 things to be happy about. Morning music. I know that's right. Fruit trees and glorious clouds of red, white, and pink. Making love on a secluded beach. All right now. Unsubscribing from junk email. Okay. A flashlight beam in the darkness. Amen. You need to see. Cream cheese frosting. Doing a double take. Okay. Look, look. Bubbling cool springs. This one is definitely one of mine. Fried chicken with hush puppies. Absolutely. 14,000 things to be happy about. Ping pong. A corduroy couch. 
I do like corduroy couches. Black pants. You can never go wrong with black pants. Crunch time. Okay. Daisies in the kitchen. Miniature orange trees. Guessing the pumpkin's weight and getting it free. Okay. That's specific. Especially to the season. Popover pans. Bacon slabs. For sure. Sudsy water. Okay. That is 14,000 Things to Be Happy About by Barbara and Kipfer. I love it. I'm going to be honest, Barbara. Some of them I don't even know. They don't make me happy, but I'm glad it makes you happy and somebody happy. And you put it in that book and you said somebody going to read this. And I love that. I love the idea of even challenging yourself to write down yourself things that make you happy no matter what it is. You know, it could be from the wall color you have to the your favorite food in the fridge at this very moment. I love that. So question of the week, um, I'm going to make it simple for myself every month because <laughs> the last question of the week or the day or whatever can be, what did you learn this month? Period. Question of the week this week is what did you learn this month? The month of September. September, <laughs> what came fast and ran fast and... I am very, I'm, I really just blinked four times and it was over September. Maybe it could be in general this year, 2023 being a year of purging, feeling like, you know, there's toxins that are being removed from me, my mind and possibly body who knows for sure. I hope so, Lord. Um, but I really, this month too, I felt like I was being purged again and even though I feel like that is a very painful process, it's a good thing. And I feel like my mind is happier because of it. Um, this month for me, September, I definitely, like I was saying about the 14,000 things, to be happy about it made me think about how whatever makes you happy is very personalized. And I think it's something you do need to focus on especially as an adult. And that kind of coincides with, you know, last month, which was romanticizing your life, but it's just on a more specific level of, you know, do those things that make you happy will help you romanticize your life. And you got to know what makes you happy is what I'm ultimately trying to say. Um, another thing that I learned this month is and really what I relearned or was reminded this month was patience, 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 patience. It's been an interesting last three months, honestly, July, August, September, but definitely like the process that I'm trying to grow through right now is, is so slow <laughs> and I'm like wanting to really, you know, move and shake, but there is very, there's something that's literally like, chill, calm down. And I think that's great for me because I can be a little, you know, you don't know. 
thank God. But I can be rash. I can be impulsive too, you know, like I can be moving around if I really put my mind to it. But there's something deep in my gut that says, you know, you need to really be grateful for the slow paceness of this process that you're trying to go through. And so that's something that I learned this month. And I and I'm just glad, you know, <laughs> that I'm learning it. You know, September usually for me September has is not not a good month, honestly. And this was probably one of the calmest and it's still not over technically. But it's been a better September I've had and I'm in literally the last probably like five, six years, literally. <laughs> like I feel like every year something weird, dark, horrifying, all of the above has happened in September in a not good way or whatever. Um, and even prior to that, it's just one of those months. And I didn't even know myself until something happened one of those Septembers ago. And I was like, yo, why does everything weird and bad happen in September? And maybe that's just how, I don't know, but I'm just glad I survived so far mentally wise. Um, so yeah, we, we went on a journey <laughs> this episode. I, I thank you for still listening. If you are, I hope you'll come back. Song of the day is Pressure by Hablet Brown. Love this song. I hope that the your September's been rewarding in some way and that you'll come back and listen next week and that you learn something this month. And also I got to write the razor thing, the razor method for question of the week last week. So I got to get on my JLB. And also, technically speaking, this is the 50th episode of the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, um, even though it is episode 18, season two, it's still overall since last year, the culmination of the pod, it is episode 50. So thank you so much. I'll see ya or hear from ya rather. <laughs>